tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It is ye old Mark and Mac show. <laughs> A little ye older so, than usual, really. Boy, oh boy. All right, Mark. Before we get into the <laughs> okay, just the, the the buffet of things happening in our life, the very first story right out of the box is about wildlife officials uh-huh. rescuing a deer, and I'm right. thinking, wait a minute, I feel like this is me, like I've got my <laughs> antlers stuck in a fence somewhere, and I just can't go, you know. <laughs> If I pull too hard, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I can relate. It was kind of like wildlife at my house yesterday. So, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's me hitting buttons. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I reached up. I reached up on my little console to. There's a little fleck of dust, and up there brushing the dust away, and all of a sudden, people are plotting. What did I do? Um, no, wildlife at my house yesterday. I'm trying to figure out why my my uh, my. My, all of my internet stuff is all messed up. And, uh, I finally found one tiny little wire that some mouse had gotten to and chewed into <laughs> and it wrecked everything. Wow. Everything was out. It was just crazy. <laughs> Holy free holies. Dude. Yeah. <clears throat> and by, I had, I had already notified the, the internet company and oh, everything. Did you? Yeah. I had, hey, how long is, okay, how, wait long, a minute. how long so before this all no comes internet. back on again? Yes. I had oh, no, no internet, <laughs> none. And they're going, they're going, uh, well, sir, you're the only one with a problem. We think it might be you. That's, yeah, actually, that was it's the email. not me. That was the email I got back later on. Yeah. Was well, I, we don't see any outages in your area. Can you tell us what's happening? And by that uh-huh. time, I had found it, right? Oh. And instead of oh. saying, oh, a mouse chewed through a power cord on something, I said, it turned out to be a local networking issue. That was my, <laughs> my response. Oh. Man, that's kind of like when the dentist messed up and said, go ahead. Rinse. Rinse. <laughs> yeah. Emily Latella on Saturday Night Live when mm-hmm. it was funny. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Never mind. There you go. <laughs> yep. So that's how we start the day. Welcome uh, in. It's the Mark and Mac Show. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show, where, you know what, Mark? It hit me. You and I both thought we had other problems that were caused by others that were actually us, you know? Well, so, no, I, can't, I will not take the blame for my problem. No, okay. That was a mouse that did my. You didn't admit it with the, with AT and T. No, no, you, you know, no. Yeah, with the internet company, I no. I just said no. That was a, <clears throat> a local networking yeah. problem. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't admit it either. So there we go. And neither one. Of us. <laughs> so, all right, Mark. Now we have wildlife officials rescue deer with antlers wrapped in Christmas lights. It's that time of year. Yep. Yep. Wildlife officials in Oregon came to the rescue that got a head start on decking the halls when its antlers became entangled in Christmas lights. The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife said in a Facebook post that rescuers responded to a call from the the Dallas Police Department um, about a buck with its antlers covered in Christmas lights. The post says, ODFW staff were able to locate and dart the buck to remove the lights. No injuries were found, and the buck got up quickly and went on its way. A yellow ear tag was placed in each ear for identification purposes. <laughs> the department recommended residents take measures to protect bucks, which are known to rub their antlers against objects in the fall to show dominance and mark their territory. Quote, if you have deer frequenting your property, hang lights higher up in trees where bucks can't get to them. In the case of volleyball, nets, or hammocks, it's best to take them down when they're not in use. Wow. You know what's funny to me yeah. is I'm picturing, they said, well, they, they tagged him with those yellow things, right? Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm thinking, all right, the dude goes back to the herd, right? And he's yeah. got these new earrings on. And it's like, <laughs> is that, they're all going, okay, if it's in one ear, it means this. But if it's been in both ears, it means that, right? <laughs> you know, he's, he's been in the city again. What happened? And that, he's, that saying, whole, he's yeah. saying, I don't know how I got these. I just woke yeah. up and they were here. You should have seen what I had before. Yeah, you should have seen Wrigley Field with me on second base. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, before we move on uh, too much further, uh, the passing of Kirstie Alley oh. was a was quite a shocker. Yeah, it was. And, and it was a shocker because most of us were not, had, didn't know anything about her being ill. Yeah. I didn't know she was sick and, uh, 
Yeah. She had uh, anyway. She had cancer, and it it came quickly. You know, she didn't have a long drawn out period. Yeah. And I, I think if that's the way you're going to go, that's the best way. You know. Yeah. Because cancer has a way of being so evil that it sucks the life out of you. You know. Yeah. And in her case, um, she was surrounded by her family and and friends when she passed. They knew it was coming, and she mm-hmm. did, but she never made it public. Which yeah. Is just you know. Anyway, it's not like we know her. She owes us anything. Right. But it's kind of like yeah. when you know when it happens. All she. And again, now you're going, she was only 71. Yeah. Well, you know, is that, I, is that what people say now? Even if you're a 30 year old, do you say she was only 71 or you say, Hey, she was good. She was 71. How do you look at that? Cause the older I get, the, I'm no 71 young. No, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I know mean, it's, I know it's old. You do the quick math and go, that's only X number of years older yes. than me. You know, yeah, yes. I know. I'm well, not I'm, in the back nine. I'm in the clubhouse, Mark. They're <laughs> waving at me from the, you know? Well, I followed her on Twitter and I had, I had kind of noticed that she'd kind of dropped off the map recently because Mm -hmm. she's usually in there and, and she's, but she's very conservative. And so she, and she's also unafraid. She just, she'll say anything. Right. And I, and so she could be very entertaining and the way Mm -hmm. she would tell people to go mind their own business could be very entertaining as well. Oh yeah. But, um, I, it's, 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 it's sad. It was really was a shock. You don't think, you know, you don't think of her as being 71 because in none of the, in in nothing I have seen, even, even recently, uh, as, as in the past year where she was on Tucker Carlson's show, where she did an interview with him, she didn't look, she, I, I never would. If you would ask me how old she was, I would have said she was in her fifties. Right. And then she's 71. Wow. Yeah. You know, but still it's big shock. And it's cool. You know, it is a big shock. And, mm. uh, but you know, the one thing that I noticed and I was glad to see this because again, we tend to see the public persona of Christie alley. Mm-hmm. And I know Burt Reynolds, uh, talked about, he was you know, back in the early eighties, you know, when Burt Reynolds made uh stroker ace, the race car movie, Yeah, let's see, he has a chance to play the Jack Nicholson part in terms of endearment. Okay. Yeah. A part that was written for Burt Reynolds by the director and Bert said he got, but his buddy, Hal Needham wrote stroke race and Bert was like, who do I, you know, what do I do? Right. And yeah. How do you read those two scripts and go, what do I do? You right, know, yeah, yeah. it's like, come on, Bert. I thought you were smart. But <laughs> come on. Really? But he turns it down. So he turns down, you know, an yeah. Academy award part to do stroke or ace, a race car movie, which by the way, the cars go around in circle. They have a crash. The good guy ends up in the hospital, but he gets his, you know, protege mm. to race for him and take on the bad guy, you know, and it, again, go fast, turn left. And there's a good looking woman on there. Yeah. I mean, this is not a movie. You don't know how it's going to end. Right. Whereas in terms of endearment, you got a part where you're not a good person. Right. You know, but do you have a heart in there? So he chooses stroke race anyway, but in that his part, uh, he met Parker Stevenson. Remember the Hardy boys? I do. All right. Well, Parker Stevenson, I don't know if he was married to Kirstie Alley or if they were just, you know, yeah, uh, dating. But this is before she became a star. Before she did, uh, you know, uh, Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. uh, the Star Trek. Before she did that, she was on. So she's on the set of Stroke Race with her flame, Parker Stevenson, and that's when Bert met her. And he was dating Lonnie, mm. and Lonnie Anderson and Kirstie Alley were. They were just talking, and Bert was like, "This is." He was like. Christy Alley is just awesome, you know? And so there was the, you know, it, it's just cool that, you know, you think about that and you're going, wow, man. And now she's passed. Bert's gone. Mm, yeah. The whole cast of stroke, you know, pretty soon, nobody from stroke race will be alive to remind us they were in it. Wow. That's a good thing. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Matt show. And Mark, I have, you know, a headline means everything to you and me. Yeah. Because we know when you, that we know that in this day and age of, of the internet, everybody writes headlines. You might not realize it, but you do. Um, it's a special art form though. Mm-hmm. And writing a headline in the back in the day in, in the printed media, it was a big deal above the fold headline, but you know, right. it was a way to, how is somebody going to read this article? Mm-hmm. It was a part of the layout of the print media. Not so much. Now do people think about it, but I'm telling you, it is there for you. Every time you post something on social media, there is the catch. There is the headline. And so when I see firefighters rescue cat stranded on roof, all I'm thinking of is Pleasantville, you know, and how the fire department in black and white that they, you know, didn't, they 
they didn't have fires in Pleasantville. The only thing the fire department ever did was they got cats out of trees. And so there's a fire in a tree and Toby McGuire's character is yelling fire, fire. And they're looking at him like, huh? Cat, cat. <laughs> that's how they knew it to do. So, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, it's a great bit. Well, firefighters in California came to the rescue of a cat that was stranded on the roof of an apartment building for five days. Bambi's Army Rescue, based in Parlier, uh, Parlier, oh, par- I don't know the name of this town, said a feline hmm. named Sammy made its way to the roof, feline, uh, of a building at a senior apartment complex in Kingsburg and was stranded without food or water for about five days. A roofer was summoned to the scene, but uh, his ladder wasn't tall enough to reach the top of the building. The Kingsburg Fire Department was then summoned to the scene where they were able to get a tra- uh, set a trap on the roof and bring Sammy back down to the ground. Bambi's Army Rescue said in a Facebook post, the cat's been rescued. It's off of the roof and back on solid ground. Hmm. Wow. Mark? I have serious doubts about this cat. If it can't, if it can't figure out how to get off of a roof, you know? I'm a, dude, I'm concerned about Bambi's Army Rescue. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> do, do they wear camouflage uniforms and you know it's like they have they have guns that shoot wishes and dreams uh-huh. i mean do they ride a unicorn to go and you know what no who made this up are they mimes that would tar- that would wrap the whole package up they're mimes that's what it is they're clowns, they're clowns Mark. <laughs> that's it life radio.fm the mark and Matt show and you know, Mark, um, deputies around the clock. You know, rock around the clock. Yeah, deputies around the clock. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, okay, we had we had the deer who uh, went off to town for a couple of days and returned to the village with earrings. You know, the two big yellow things blasted <laughs> in his ears. Yes. So now we've got this headline: of deputies help around up six loose emus in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom Radio Edition. I'll be I'll be Merlin. You be Jim Fowler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Authorities in Michigan. By the help. way, just so you know, Mark texts me a picture of Marlon Perkins. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> We've had three animal stories in a row, <laughs> dude. Hey, let me ask you something. Yes, because. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, right? Right, yeah. So that's a show that, that like, pre, it's a 50s-type era show where the yeah. client owned the hour, right? Right. Yeah, you know, they uh, had... Yeah, Mutual of yeah, Omaha, like, the insurance company, they right. they sponsored the entire show, yes. Yeah, so that was, it was, you know, very, very... Because we didn't have that in... in our, they had that in the 50s, you know? Right. Uh, the Colgate Comedy Hour, you know, brings you Dean and Jerry or whatever. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mutual, that's funny because I didn't realize we had that, but we sure did. All right, go we ahead. We did, yeah. It wasn't just radio, and now you know, in radio, we've had that where you could you could sell an entire hour to a sponsor, and they yeah, you could do that. Why not? You know, yeah. it's brought to you by by Joe's Tire or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, you just don't ever hear of this happening anymore. Anyway, they do that. You know what, Mark? They do that in Christian radio still. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, this quarter hour is being brought. You know, is being yes. spo- or What do they call yes. them? Yes. Uh, Yes, <clears throat> sponsored okay. by or whatever. Yes, yeah. there are loopholes in uh, in uh, listener supported radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah nonprofit listener supported radio where you can actually have sponsors, but you can't call them sponsors. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's really strange. <clears throat> All right, back to uh, the the Mutual story of Michigan. Omaha's Wild Kingdom. That's right. Authorities in Michigan helped a farmer round up six emus that escaped and went running loose near a busy road. The Kalamazoo County Sheriff's Office said the emus escaped from an Oshtempo Township farm just outside Kalamazoo and were seen running near Stadium Drive and 6th Street there. Um, they said in the Facebook post, please use caution when traveling in the area. <laughs> Never a dull day. The, the Sheriff's Office later announced the emus had been safely captured and body camera footage of the, of the chase was released. Wow. Now... <laughs> emus look like ostriches, but yeah. they're a little shorter and uglier, right? Right. They're not quite as large, but still okay. they're huge birds. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah. they are. Can yeah. you imagine telling your insurance company what happens if you hit one of those things on the road? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you hit what? <laughs> no, we don't cover birds. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, could you walk a straight line and say the alphabet for me, please? <laughs> Thank you.
liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And look, if you're just joining us, okay, and maybe this is your first time listener, this is your first day with us. We, um, we, well, you know what? I was going to say, this is not normal. It is normal. And anything that's unusual, strange, and weird mm-hmm. is cool for us. So uh, I guess us. doing yeah. back-to-back emu stories is okay, right? <laughs> but, Lots of animal stories, yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah. just it happens like that. Sometimes right. there's conspiracy theory shows, you know, like, mm-hmm. for instance, today. Well, let's finish this other email story, then we'll go chase rabbits, okay? <laughs> All righty. Officials in an Ohio county said two escaped emus were rounded up this week, but another emu remains on the loose in the area. Highland County Sheriff Donnie Barrera, uh, Barrera <clears throat> said the deputies there worked together with the owner of the two emus to get the flightless Australian birds back into their enclosure. I'd like to thank them for writing in the description in, in such a way. It was instead of saying the avians or something like that, because <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> Barrera said a third emu, which doesn't belong to the same owner, has been on the loose since mid-November. The emu has been repeatedly spotted in the Hillsborough area and was caught on camera walking down the middle of a busy road in one of the earliest sightings. Uh, locals said the <laughs> emu's origins are a mystery. <laughs> well. Okay, um, the ones in Michigan. Did we get all of them back? Right? Yes, you know? we did. Yeah. <laughs> How many emu stories have we had in the last three months? More than I thought we would have in a lifetime. Yes, it's just like all of the emus are sub- are communicating telepathically, saying it's time to escape. We've got to get in the news so people will understand the plight of our people. Or, or our Mark, <laughs> no, they've hired a PR guy. That's what they've done. You know, the ostriches get all the people think kangaroos are so cute and cuddly That's and it. koalas. It's time for the emus to take our place. You know, there should be a stuffed emu out for Christmas. You know, tickle me Elmo. It'll be tickle me emu. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, I want to see if I can play something for you on my side, okay? Okay, sure. I don't know if I can. Okay, but today is December 7th. Yeah. And it was on this date in history where we were brought into World War II, you know? Um, the attack on Pearl Harbor on a Sunday morning. And it was, it's debated to this day um, when it comes down to whether or not our government knew it was going to happen, you know? And I don't, I think it was the surprise attack. They said it was, you know, Mm. I do. And it's, I haven't studied it to the degree that I've studied other things, Mark, but there is, um, a groundswell of conspiracy theorists around it, you know, but I think it comes down to their, they're like, how could, you know, the Japanese Navy move all these planes all that way. And nobody saw, you know, that's Mm. the whole thing, you know, the boats and everything necessary to pull it off. And, you know, I don't know, but I know this, that, had we not gotten into World War II, if the mili- the United States, you know, if we hadn't, it, it could have been a much different world, mm, you know? True. And it was the J- Japanese that attacked us on that day. And it was a surprise attack. You know, um, there were more, uh, we did fight back, granted, but, you know, our, our guys down there, they were, you know, Hawaii was a cushy job. Mm, you know, it, yeah. the worst thing you'd get is sunburn. And, the one of the things they don't mention when they cover it are the number of casualties um, away from you know the ships in the harbor. Yeah. Uh, but in the downtown area, there were a number of bombs that went off that were fired by our guys, you know, civilian. But because they didn't know how to use their weapons properly, they didn't have experience, and so a lot of the damage that was done away from the harbor was done by us. And uh, anyway, when you watch movies like Pearl Harbor and things like that, you know. Uh, they tend to, they get some of the facts right, but not all of them. Mm. And one of the things that still hits me, I've, because I've researched this thinking, well, Mark, it's a Sunday morning. There were radio people, you know, it, we didn't really have TV back then. We did have it, but it wasn't in wide use. You know, people listen mm. to that yeah. radio and you think there'd be a reporter, right? That would have beyond this thing. It's a big deal. The Harbor's being attacked by the Japanese mm. and there was one reporter. Okay. It was two hours into the attack. A KGU reporter made the only known live report of the battle by telephone to NBC in New York. I had wow. never heard this wow. until I was looking up this the other day. And that's what you were hearing a minute ago when I was uh, messing okay. with my thing over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he. Hey, listen. Can you hear that? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Hello, NBC. Hello, 
Now you hear this guy, you know, he's yeah. doing the the whole testing one, two, three thing. Yeah. You know, on the air. It's just yeah. funny. He's Okay, and actually I realized, Mark, that with that being on the phone, mm. you know, back then in the taping, that you really unless you're looking at it on screen where you can see what he is saying, right. It's tough to decipher. It's very it's hard to understand. To, hard to understand yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. So I'm not going to, what I'm going to do is I am going to tell you that uh, it's on the Smithsonian channel on YouTube. Um, you can go to, and it's the only live news report of the attack on Pearl Harbor. You can find mm. it. It's easy. Yeah. So go check that out. You know, it's hard it's, to, it's Im- interesting. It's hard to imagine today how long it took for things to start into motion to respond. And, uh, okay. and for us even here on the mainland to know what was going on, because mm-hmm. today, if somebody dropped a bomb, on on any any place in Hawaii, if planes were flying over dropping bombs, not only would we have known well before they got there, because of today's technology, we would know instantly. Even if they even if they were stealth aircraft and nobody could see them on radar, as soon as the first bomb dropped, your aunt Sue would know about it because of somebody texting her, or it'd be on Facebook or Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. we'd know right away. Right. But back then, how long was it? It was hours. Yeah. several hours before anything was set into motion to respond because yeah. just because of the way things were. And that hasn't been that long ago when you think about it. Right. You know, and you know, and there's like, I, th- I think it's a, a five hour time difference between yes. uh, Honolulu and New York city. Uh, six um, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, and I just know got... that because I have a friend that lived there for a long okay. time. And it was five hours between here, our time zone and there. So one more okay. for New York. I got you. It's mm-hmm. not what I'm looking at, but I'll give that okay. to you. I'm I'm looking it up online. I don't know this. Right. Du- you know, I mean, I know we're an hour behind, uh, uh, you know, okay. Atlanta. Right. It doesn't matter. It's just what I'm saying. Those The attack happened at between 7 and 8 in the morning, local time. So it was, you know, one noon, 1 o'clock, you know, in New York. And it wasn't like it happened so early. If it had been a reverse meeting, if it had been an attack like in New York at 7 in the morning, when it's only four in California, you know, that would have been a different thing. But this is something that happened in the morning in Hawaii. But by then it was already lunchtime in New York City, mm. but it was on a Sunday. So you probably didn't have the same staff working that day right. that you would have on other days. It's just it's still shocking to this day. Yeah. What happened that day? Mm. And and by the way, the recovery, they really, you know, I think we only uh, lost if I'm not, I'll have to go back and check. But there are only one or two ships that actually never made it back into action during World War II. Mm. Uh, from you know, one being the Arizona, certainly, but only one of the other ships. All the others were repaired and back out in the ocean within a matter of months. Yeah, that was something they set out to do to prove to the Japanese that they think they got us, but no, we can we can overcome, and they did. Mm-hmm. So I don't say they as a different country, just they as a different generation. liveradio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know whenever we have a golf related story um i love telling the story about mark congleton learning to golf it's not a funny story it's a very heartwarming story about life and what you want to do um that's the story i tell in front of mark the other <laughs> that I tell, no i'm kidding i'm playing i'm playing it's just i've used it as an example that you know what? It doesn't matter how old you are in life. Mm. It's just a matter of what do you want to do? If you want to do it, what is preventing you from doing this? Right. And usually it's us. We prevent ourselves from doing things that we say we would like to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, when Mark got tired of, we were, it seemed like every, a couple of times a year we were at golf tournaments and Mark got tired of driving the cart and not being able to play. Yeah. And so he took up the game of golf at an age when most people don't. And at first it was very difficult, but now he's a regular duffer, just, you know, your regular weekend golf guy. Mm. And I think that's very cool because I think you've had a lot of fun with it. I have, I have, but nowadays I do walk by my golf clubs a couple of times a week and apologize for not taking them out. But you know, yeah. and I have, I, I have become that guy. I have, I think three complete sets of clubs and, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got the, uh, I've got the. <laughs> the, the the very first set of custom clubs that I bought because there, right. we had uh, we had a relationship with that guy down in Pelham remember that uh, yeah. had the 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 golf yeah. shop and we and uh, so I've got a full I have a full set of those and then I have another set that I put together over time finding mm-hmm. them here and there uh, thrift stores and the like and then I yeah. and then I've got a full a nice set of Callaways wow. that I that I put together uh, through eBay purchases 
So, uh, so I've got, you know, I've got three nice or two nice sets of clubs and one that I really should donate to the Smithsonian for the, you know, (laughs) for the burn pile. Right. (laughs) But, but if you want to talk about somebody who plays all the time, that's Mikey. Mike goes and plays like twice a week now. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) things happen on the golf course. I mean, you have people, you understand people getting angry about certain things, angry at themselves. We've played golf with people who get angry at themselves. You know, oh, just, wow. and they're, they're their own worst critic. And you just want to say, yeah. Hey man, it's a game. Just, you know, relax, take it easy. Yeah. No, just FYI. I hate those words being used the way you just used them. <laughs> it's a game. Relax. Mm-hmm. You know what, what's wrong with you? It is not just a game. It's not here to relax. It's here to, you know, and well, the thing is people it's, get the it's not like if you, if you miss this shot, the aliens are landing and taking over the planet. It's just not glad going to happen you know (laughs) okay i say this is somebody who gets hacked off at himself on the course i can't believe i missed that shot i can't believe i did this i can't i i do the same thing but still see in my head when somebody says that i'm like really you suck why did you think you make that you know (laughs) well there are these two these two guys like we're having a difference here these two guys got into an argument over a golf game and the argument led to one of them biting the nose off of the other one in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of makes you wonder how long they'd been friends, you know? (laughs) 51-year-old Mark Wells of Biloxi initially fled the scene in a Tesla before turning himself in. That's what uh, the Bay St. Louis police chief Toby Schwartz is telling Mm us. The nose wasn't found, and the victim was taken to a hospital. Officers responding to a complaint of an assault at the Hollywood Casino Monday night arrived to find a victim with a disfiguring facial injury. The investigation, quote, the investigation determined that the suspect, Mark Curtis Wells, bit the nose off the victim. (laughs) Officers were told that Wells and the victim had been arguing throughout the day over a golf game they played at the resort's course. Wells was charged with felony mayhem. He's that guy from the commercials and booked booked, uh, into the Hancock County Jail where he paid the required 10% of a $50,000 bond himself Mm -hmm. and walked out within the hour. Wow. Apparently he won that golf round. Um, uh, According according to the Biloxi Sun Herald, Wells faces up to seven years in prison if convicted of the felony, which state law defines as a premeditated crime committed with the intent to kill in which the suspect mutilates, disfigures, disables, or destroys someone's tongue, eye, lip, nose, limb, or other part of the body. Wow. The fact they put all that in just means, you know, sometime in the past. They had to, because this was already on the book before this happened, you know? It's like, so sometime in the past, they had somebody ripping out tongues, eyes, lips, noses. I mean, I'm just wow. thinking, that's so gross. Biting somebody's nose off? Mm-hmm. Really? I just, that, Biloxi's a rough place to pee. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just wondering, dude, was he standing up when you bit his nose? Did you beat him? I mean, because. I'm going to be honest. I don't get that close with another man, even no. fighting. And if we're no. fighting, I, yeah, I, I could, I, I'm thinking we need, wait a minute. What was this guy's name? Is it? Because it very well could have been Tyson. You That's don't know. It could have been Mike Tyson in disguise. <laughs> He's tired of the ears. He's moved to the nose. Here we go. Mark and Mac mornings only on life radio.fm. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark there are really interesting names of places um i the reason i point this out is the mark and mac show m&m right yeah back in the day and i it was when andrew and tyler were little league age okay. uh, playing ball and um I just realized it because we found going through Christmas stuff, found some old pictures and things like that. And it was M&M tent company. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, or fence company, something like that. But it was okay. M&M. They both played for M&M. Huh. And I thought, I wonder if anybody thought that was us. Huh. And uh, <laughs> anyway, and what brought this up is I was having to research some stuff for my other life and found um, a place in Kansas called M&M Point Campground. Huh. And yeah. It's like, and near that is the uh, uh, Cheney Wildlife Area Christmas Tree Cove. Mm. Anyway, it's just, you know, you, you start looking at stuff, you know, for yeah, 
I've I've never been there. That's one of the states I've never been is Kansas. Yeah. Uh, huh. I have, but only because I was in Kansas City, Missouri, yeah. and we crossed the state line into Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, which is you know it's a city that's on both in both states. Right. Yeah. And we were going. We were in Missouri to uh, to do some work with the Royals. Right. Right. And we had barbecue in Kansas for lunch one day. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> So yeah, you went, yeah, man, it's this, this, this food is so good. You'll drive across state lines to get it. It might be three blocks, but we're going, you know? Wow. Is it like that though? I've never been. So yeah. you actually have Kansas city where like mm -hmm. half of it's in Missouri. The other half's in Kansas. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I just, That's I, cool. yeah. Huh. Yeah. I know that back in now you want to live back in the thirties, you know, when you had the, uh, the, uh, crazy fugitives, you know, they were out Bonnie and Clyde and, you know, yeah. pretty boy Floyd and all yeah, yeah. you know, Kansas city was, but what they considered a, mm -hmm. a safe town for criminals. Yep. That's right. Wow. That's right. Mark, I swear if there was a way to make money off having useless knowledge, <laughs> I'm your guy. I am. Well, there was a song, Kansas city. Um, yeah. I forget who originally did Wilbert, it, but I know the Beatles. Wilbert Harrison, Mark. Yeah. Wilbert there Harrison. you go. And the, and the Beatles did a remake <laughs> at one point. Yeah. So. Please stop. Don't do that, Dave. Don't do that. Come on. The Cliff Clavin in me wants to jump in and tell you the history of Wilbert Harrison. But no. I'm See, stop. I'm reliving a moment when I was in summer school years ago, and the guy who was teaching our summer school class was a coach, and all you had to do was say something about horses, and then he was – it didn't matter what the subject was. It was all about horses. So this is <laughs> – but So you had an equine class. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and hey um part of the podcast stuff that we do you know daily podcast of the mark and mac show is available every day but mark also has done something special for christmas the christmas um oh perspective that's right the christmas <laughs> the perspective <laughs> uh, the reading of the book of luke chapter right. by chapter yep. from the beginning of the month through christmas and it's really awesome and mark has taken the time to do it if somebody wanted could they download the whole thing mark um well if you want to i guess you could or you could just go to the uh the christmas perspective website at christmasperspective.com and all yeah. of the chapters are right there so okay yeah better to just go along one at a time or yeah. get, you know you can get caught up yeah just subscribe to our podcast yeah. and you'll get the christmas episodes every day okay yeah. there you go that works now if um, do you have a TikTok thing? Uh, I do have a TikTok account, but oh. I'm never on it. I never okay. use it. I go over now, and the only reason I do is because it makes it easier to browse it and look at weird stuff. And <clears throat> and uh, from time to time, you'll see a link to something that's on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I just said, ah, I'll go ahead and and make up an account, and that way it makes it easier to browse. So LaDonna sends me links to stuff on TikTok, you know, mm -hmm. and it's always monkeys, you know, monkeys taking a bath, <laughs> monkeys this or monkeys that. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's funny, but it's like, I have to avoid those things or I'll end up going through it. I don't I have know. TikTok on my phone or anything else because yeah. I know that the minute you do that, the Chinese have all of your, your That's information, true. and by the way, but chances are in the last, you know, however many years since Al Gore invented the internet, you <laughs> and I've been on it for half that. And, you know, chances are our personal information is already readily, readily mm -hmm. uh, available to every criminal in the world. Yeah, probably. So. so we don't have anything to steal. So, you know, yeah. why mess with us? Yep. Pretty much. There's no profit in it. To, <laughs> I used to think, man, if some idiot actually tried to steal my identity and thought they were going to be, you know, racking up the bills with credit cards and stuff like that. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> If you you're, if you can do that, you're doing something I can't do. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. So, TikTok influencer. Mm-hmm. A TikTok influencer, a 20 year old TikTok creator, was reportedly hit with a $285 fine after oh. hitting a golf ball into the Grand Canyon. Oh. Katie Sigmund. She's got 6.9 million TikTok followers. Wow. Had been charged with three misdemeanors for the stunt including tossing items into the grand canyon littering and creating hazardous conditions with disorderly conduct wow. video of the stunt has been has since been taken down although re-uploads of the incident have been mm -hmm. posted on tiktok and reddit the video showed uh, showed her hitting a golf ball into the canyon and throwing her golf club off the off the ledge according to the official instagram account for the grand mm -hmm. canyon sigmund who's known for her lifestyle and golfing videos 
was able to resolve her case through a collateral forfeiture agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Arizona. Uh, A collateral forfeiture agreement, according to federal law, allows individuals who commit petty offenses to pay a set amount for the violation instead of appearing in court. Hmm. The fine comes over a month after the Grand Canyon National Park social media accounts first posted about the incident without naming her. Um, The Grand Canyon wrote on a Facebook post on October 27th and on Instagram, uh, do we really need to say don't hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mark, if everybody did it, there wouldn't be a canyon. I'm telling you, that's the biggest hazard in the world. (laughs) You have to wonder, how many golf balls would it take to fill up the Grand Canyon? Let's find out. One. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Three. Life Radio FM, Mark and Mac Show, and uh, today is December seventh, and it's Pearl Harbor Day. And I think, sadly, Mark, I think a lot of people today um, that are younger than us don't really yeah. realize what it is, yeah. you know. And I, I thought it's kind of interesting that Ladonna doesn't like the three stooges because their videos are in black and white. Right. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, I get it. I mean, there's reasons to not like the three stooges. I don't have a problem with that. You know, they're not funny. They're whatever, but the sound effects make it happen. And <laughs> you know, but I thought about, you know, you post videos of things online and younger people, if it's not colorized, won't watch it. Right. Well, I found the, uh, president Roosevelt speech, a day, the infamy speech. Mm-hmm. And it's colorized. Hmm. And I thought, well, this is pretty cool because it makes it more accessible to people who won't watch historical stuff. And, you know, because right, it, yeah, well, yeah. black and white, I don't like it. I'm thinking, yeah. dude, <laughs> I didn't even have a color TV till I was in fifth grade, man. So black wow. and white was a part of our history. But anyway, yeah. I did get it. I found it. And I think it's yesterday. Yeah, here you go. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy you know if you go back and look uh at him the speech you know he had changed that word it wasn't originally infamy it was something else and he changed it to that and i think about it now most people can quote that part a date which will live in infamy yeah yeah so there you go today is that day and uh one thing to think of is if you were alive okay and at war in 1942 let's just say for the sake of argument, you know, that you were 20 years old, you know, think about it. You'd be a hundred years old. Okay. Yeah. If, if you were 20 years old when this mm-hmm. happened yeah. and you got the fever and joined the military to fight for our freedom, you would be a hundred now. Wow. So when they talk about the number of world war two, uh, veterans that are dying and how few are left, that's why it really has become a long time ago. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think I mentioned it once before I went to a parade, uh, back in the day on like, I think my, it was like, I'm not a big parade person. So anyway, I think it was, uh, you know, like a veterans day thing. Um, and world war one, uh, guys were out there in uniform marching down the yeah. street Yeah, and none of them are left. You know, they've, they've been gone for years. There's not one person remaining who actually fought in world war one. And we're going to hit that part pretty soon with World War II. Yeah, we are. And I just, my fear is people forgetting, you know, and not mm-hmm. remembering history. And, you know, those who fail to remember history are doomed to repeat it. And yeah. when you see the crazy stuff happening in the world today, Mark, it goes back to the only thing that really matters is Jesus. That's mm-hmm. it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark and i have uh, weird stuff uh, all over the place i mean just weird stuff in call life, the you know? smithsonian i'm not kidding <laughs> I feel like you know we're having one of those days you know when between thanksgiving and christmas and i think it's like this for everybody you kind of feel like yes we're in work mode we are working but it's a different kind of work right it's yeah and i i think it's because we're thinking about the holidays yeah and, thinking about all these other things and i really do it's it happens every year but it's like for about a month we really get to just it just seems like everybody's a little bit better off you know i like that i mean i do 
Right now, I got a water problem at my house, but it's not as bad as if it had happened in October, you know, oh, or or August. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just oh. because the it would have been frustrating, but I mean, not like today's a great day. Granted, we right. went to a Christmas parade last night. Okay, mm -hmm. I think it's only the second or third parade I've been to in my life where I wasn't in it. You know, because you and I did a bunch, and yeah. I've been in parades for a long time with radio and TV stuff. But uh, Braylon was actually in the parade uh, with his football team. All right. So we went out, you know, and it was fun. Um, but a couple of things happened, Mark. One, he didn't want to go. He doesn't like clowns either. So I get you. He had fun, though. But yeah. we're standing there, and uh, I'm not kidding when I tell you this, Mark, but it was so hot. It, you know, you expect a Christmas parade, even though, you know, we have odd weather. You know, you, mm. you don't expect it to be short pants and T-shirt at 6.30 at night, you know? Yeah, you just, yeah. I don't anyway, yeah. uh, not on, not in December, right. but, uh, there was a guy that was standing with near LaDonna and I, okay. And, um, he's probably 80 ish. I'm thinking, but he, he was one of those guys that he's older, but he had, he dresses, uh, nicely, you know, like he used to be a businessman and mm -hmm. he still wears that attire. Right. He's probably retired, but he's not full on retired. You know, he still pretends like he goes to work every day or whatever, <laughs> or but, he thinks he's Ricky Ricardo. And he's maybe <laughs> he's always wearing could a be. jacket and a tie. <laughs> well, you know, it could be, but here's the deal, Mark. He was wearing something on his head, not a hat. Um, and it wasn't a toupee. It was full on wig city oh, and it no. was bad. Okay. Oh, no. It was bad. Oh, oh. I, I, I looked at it and at first I thought, okay, you know how you, you know, people dress up for parades. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought that's what he was. I wasn't, I didn't say anything, but right. I thought, okay, is he going to go hop out here in the parade and do something? <laughs> And then I realized, no, 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 he actually, this is intentional. This is willful. And I'm looking closer. And so I'm trying to get a picture of it. Right. And I'm thinking, I am so immature that I'm sitting here waiting for my grandson, but I'm trying to find the right angle to get a good picture of this guy's head that I can make fun of, you know, what's wrong with me, dude. And so he starts talking to me, yeah. which I really didn't want because then, you know, if I get to know him and know his name, I'm not going to be able to poke fun, but this is too this is a bad toupee. Yeah. Well, I got an angle and I took the picture. I sent it to uh, my buddy, Jackie in Atlanta. Okay. Oh, okay. She thought it was me. <laughs> I said, dude, it's that. I, what? <laughs> I, she goes, well, I, I, just, I, I like your hair. You know, the white. And it's like, no, that's not me. That's some old dude with a bad rug. Come on. <laughs> You know, how do you think that's me? Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm like, you got it. And so I looked at the picture and I'm like, wow, that does look like me, you know? And so now I guess my regular resting face is old dude with a bad rug. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And I got Mark, let me pull the curtain back on the show a minute. <laughs> Just a minute ago, while the music's playing, we were talking about uh, the whole beard thing, you know, yeah. because we were talking about the dude wearing a bad tube at the parade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like in this day and age, you know, that's, you don't need to do that. You know, it's not yeah. like you ever needed to anyway. But I remember back in the 70s. And so, you know, people were bald. They, you know, like Jimmy Stewart, you know, he had a wig guy, Burt Reynolds, wig guy. Yeah. And, so it's, you know, generational, I guess, but now it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Dudes are, you know, they're shaving their head and having this beard that hangs mm -hmm. down that makes them look like Rip Van Winkle. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> the you know, Grizzly Adams wig, you know, chin wig. They have a very but, slippery head. All the hair slid down to the chin, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But I got a piece of trivia, Mark. Do you, Who's the old guy on that Doug Donesty show? You know, um, the old oh, fellow, the patriarch. Uh, Uncle, what's his name? Oh, Phil, you're talking anyway. about, are you talking about Phil, the dad? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah. That's who I was. All right. You know, he played football in college. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Louisiana State. How about that? And I got even more because he was the starting quarterback, his backup quarterback. Okay. The guy that wasn't good enough to beat him out for the job, Terry Bradshaw. Wow. Hall of Fame quarterback, Terry Bradshaw was not. The starting quarterback, it was Phil. And until Phil got hurt, Terry was the backup. Wow. And the only reason that Terry got to start was because Phil got hurt and couldn't play. Wow. Yeah. And the, I tell you that there, there's a thing um, that uh, Terry Bradshaw did. It was, uh, I can't remember what it, It's called Going Deep. It's on HBO now. And I, I guess you could probably find it somewhere. 
but it's a stage show with Terry Bradshaw, the quarterback and announcer, you know, mm -hmm. and it's his whole career. And, you know, from when he's a little kid and it's like, if, if you've got a kid that's into sports and they're not the starter of the team, you know, uh, yeah, when they're yeah. in 10th or 11th, you know, you think, well, he's a good player, but he's not good enough to go beyond Terry Bradshaw only started one year in high school. Okay. In college. I think he only played one or two years in college, you know, because he wasn't good enough to beat out the starter. Yet, he became the number one pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. It's just, there are lots of stories about that where somebody had a passion to do something and they kept working at it until they made it. You know, mm. I love it. So anyway, that kind of cracked me up about Robertson. You know, I'm thinking, what are the odds that you'd have two guys at a small college, you know, yeah, yeah, battling it out for quarterback, and they both end up becoming huge celebrities in their own lifetime mm. is just beyond the pale. Wow. But, but but he made a joke about it. Terry did. He said, I knew Phil didn't care much about quarterback because all he wanted to do was talk about duck hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how he ended up making the family fortune. With there you go. Calls. Yeah. Yep. Life Radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, I was talking a minute ago uh, about feeling like vacation time, Mark. And I wonder if this, is it just our business, you know, radio and TV stuff that we feel like that, or does everybody feel like that? I think because, everybody you know, feels that way when we get towards the holidays. I think we're all okay. still kids and we're looking for school to let out, you know? And, yeah. You know? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because I still, I. It's just one of those things that I wonder sometimes because I, I think about the people who told me, well, you know, Dave, you, you can't be on the radio your whole life. That's not a career. That's, you know, mm. what are you going to, what's your plan B? What are you going to do when you grow up? Mm. <laughs> and you and I, you, we, we've lived the Dodge, man. Yeah. We have lived it. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, how cool is that? Yes. Yeah. And so that's why when I say, I wonder if real people, if, you know, regular people feel like, you know, it's it, vacation time, you know, people mm. have regular jobs, not that they're, you know dietarily regular but anyway so <laughs> it just it's just weird you know we we always look at things like i just don't know like when you take a vacation in the real world okay mm, because yeah. i'm gonna pretend we don't have a real job we never had a real job didn't work a real job you know we're not real in that regard but you know our world has been based on rating periods you know mm. you're not allowed to take off time during spring or fall you, you right. know yeah. you have to squeeze it in on rating but if you're in a four book market oh well when are you going to vacation and the thing is when you do vacation there's some part-timer you know some oh, minimum yeah. wage part-timer ready yeah. to take your job and he is going to work really hard to show that you're not as good as you think you are and you're yep. going to come back from vacation and they're going to have a plan for you to exit stage oh, left man. oh man so <laughs> live that nightmare for many years and you get it you know yeah Exactly. I ticked off relatives when they would come to visit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know you're visiting from thousands of miles away, but I can't take off time during fall book. Right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you only read a book in the fall and you can't take time <laughs> off? What, what are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> and they think you make it up. They, right. They, it's like, no, it's in my contract. I can't, you know, you're making that up. Mm. So I, that's just a shame. I mean, it, but this it's not time made of, up. It's real. I know it's not made up. It, it is real. It, this, <laughs> this, this, this time of year, this time of year, I mean, we, <sighs> it's just like, if you could phone, well, I know with today's technology, you practically can phone it in, you know, yeah. you know, you, oh, can, yeah. you can go in one day and get a whole week's worth of work sure. done, you know, and, and you know what, wait, do you remember the time when you and I actually decided we were not going to burn any vacation days <laughs> that, know, uh, yep. you know, cause well, all right, we had taken vacation one time. We turned in days during the Christmas holiday. Right. And, because it was Christmas holiday, it's kind of like everybody's off work, so mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, and and if it you, wasn't if you plan that right, you can get almost two weeks off. Right, you know, it's it's and not burn that many days. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but we did it once. Yep, took our vacation, and it was like wait, then the next year we didn't because we right. needed to yeah. save it for something else, and that was when we we're like, wait a minute, you go to work during this week when nobody's really at the office because everybody's taking vacation time. Right. Yeah. It's like a vacation because it, it with is. us, yeah. you know, when you get off the air at 10 in the morning, okay. Yep. And my kids, you think about it. I had four kids at home at the same time, you know, and they, they were not going to wake up before 10 or 11, you know, when they're on vacation. <laughs> and so I'm not, Mark and I actually, after the first, when we burned our vacation the first time, both of us decided the next year not to do it. Yep. And it was the most fun we'd ever had. Yep. Because there was, a, not a rated period. Yep. B, 
nobody's at the office and those that are there really aren't working. You know, that's true. You don't have we those have people. Most- I said, it's a weird thing about the radio business is that, uh, your, your work environment is that studio and you are cure. You're in a certain mindset. You're in a certain groove. And for some reason, instead of waiting until the show is over, people have to come in and talk with you about things <laughs> during the show. <laughs> you know? It'll just take a minute. Hey, can I get just a minute of your time? And, and next thing you know, they've totally derailed your brain. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That works out really well. Uh, it does. Oh, oh my oh, word. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But when you can isolate and just be, and that was the best part is Mark and I, we never took that. We right. never burned those vacation days again. And I look forward to it. That was the most fun week because yep. nobody's here. We can go in and because they're not here, we can actually have fun. Yep. This is the reason we got into radio to start with. <laughs> ah. liferadio.fm the mark and mac extravaganza good to have you with us today we do appreciate it and you know mark every once in a while you see a a happy person doing happy things for people who are unhappy Mm -hmm. all i can figure out uh this story strikes me as they got caught stealing or you know they are being the good Samaritan. i don't know which one it is you know well considering considering the parties involved i have a feeling these two are uh are a couple of Santa's elves because they did the right thing because there's some history here. If you'll recall, Mm. Um, Um, a couple in Ohio has followed in Santa's footsteps and delivered some packages that they saw discarded off the side of a road. Zachary Arnwine, a 24 year old steel worker at Cleveland uh, cliffs says he and his wife, uh, his his fiance, that is Tristan Raish, a 20 year old stay at home mom. were driving to their home in Franklin, Ohio from Raish's father's house on November 25th when they saw a FedEx driver, who looked like he was throwing trash (laughs) quote. When we turned around, the FedEx man was already gone and we pulled out to where he was. And we looked over the side of the guardrail and there was like maybe five to seven packages laying there. We decided to pick them up, bring them to our car. And we started calling the phone numbers to deliver them. The couple said they drove around for more than two hours, calling the recipients and bringing them their packages. Arnwine had added that the people were surprised and pretty much amazed when they received the parcels. He says, we really didn't think about it. We just did it. And obviously it's the holidays and it's hard. Times are hard. Now we're struggling. Everybody's struggling. Well, uh, one man, one of the recipients, Royce, uh, Charbonneau says he received a package from Arnwine and Raish that he ordered. He says he didn't believe Arnwine at first after the 24 year old told him that he had collected a package for him. Hmm. And he says, after I met Zach and talked to him in person, I believed it. I called FedEx to try to get a straight answer. They said there were two packages delivered. Uh, Zach could only find one of them. Wow. Oh, man. So the driver marked them as delivered. Okay. Um, Yeah. FedEx in a statement says uh, the delivery driver's reported behavior is contrary to our commitment to treating millions of customers' packages each day with the utmost care. We're reviewing this matter and we'll take the appropriate action. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay bless their heart you know yeah. fedex having a rough month right now but yeah you know dude that's just not something one would expect okay mm. and i mean what do you do when you got the guy marking it as delivered yeah and you don't get it i mean how do you get your money how do you prove you didn't get it because right that you know i ordered something it was a hundred dollars okay uh-huh. and now you're saying you didn't get it but i've right. got it all marked right here the fedex guy said he delivered it right wow uh, yeah dude. and since they don't since you have to get to a certain level before they require a signature or you have to sig- you have to indicate you require a signature for receipt. And yeah. if you don't, if that's not there, then anybody could take it and they'll say, Oh, we delivered it, man. Yeah. So these people actually were very cool. I yeah. mean, good for them. Yeah. But I wonder how many other times this goes on. Mm. Well, we've had stories, you know, we've had yeah. more than one story. Uh, one pretty close to where I live, where somebody, had, some FedEx oh, yeah. driver had tossed a lot of packages <laughs> off into a ravine. Remember? I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my God. It uh-huh. went national. It was national news. It was. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, but funny in a bad way. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, when I saw that you included this in our stories today, I thought, I think this is going to make a lot of people happy. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I is just, 
I why I like seeing the caption on TV oh, yeah. now when I'm watching to, it. You I've know? gotten to where I do that too, and I don't think it's yeah. because my hearing is that bad. I do have some right. hearing loss from sure. like, actually from being in this business and wearing my headphones mm-hmm. too loud. But they but I do turn things on because I find from time to time the audio mix is so strange it's hard to understand all the right. dialogue especially like british tv shows and movies and things like that the any any form of an accent that's not clear huh, yeah. I, I start i'm reaching for the button how do i turn on the, the closed captions yeah. right well some people turn the closed captions on because they like how it helps them understand the plot lines of shows and movies and lets them multitask in front of the tube others turn them on because they can't hear what actors are saying that would be my dad he's got one of those they got those things you hang in your ears and it you know, it amplifies the TV for him. Well, that doesn't always mean they're hard of hearing, though. A report from the language teaching app called Preply says that muddled audio is the top reason why more people are watching video with on-screen text. As more studios embrace advanced audio formats for at-home content, not every device can keep up. People tend to blame their flat-screen TVs for bad sound, too. The, the tube TVs of decades past had front-facing speakers that sent audio straight towards you. But these new super thin models have speakers that are behind the screen. They actually face the wall or possibly face downward, and they bounce sound away from you into the room. But your TV is just one of the culprits. The rest of the problem lies within virtually every other step of the audio process, from a studio's production choices to the device used to watch the content. So because things are more complicated now, the sound is harder to understand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I noticed, you know, a while back that I was, I kept the caption on a lot. Yeah. And I'm, there was a, and it hasn't been that long ago where we were watching something and the caption wasn't on and I couldn't keep up. <laughs> and, and it's because of so much other stuff going on, you right. know? Yeah. And, uh, now I can't say this out really loud, but you know, LaDonna is losing her hearing. Oh no. Oh no. no. She's yeah. Uh. And so, it, and it's like, it's not obvious to her. It's mm. obvious to me. And I don't know why I'm whispering because she can hear this on the radio. It's not, a, right, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot.com right. yep. at any rate. But Braylon started saying, you know, mama, oh, mama, come on, you know, get an earbud thing. And it's like, yeah. why is that a bad deal? I mean, yeah. don't be embarrassed if you can't believe me. If you find you keep asking people to repeat themselves mm. because you don't understand them, yeah. get your hearing checked. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're aware of how much hearing aids cost, but. Oh, uh, I have no idea. Um, a lot. Yes. Uh, my oh. mom, she's 88. She recently got new hearing aids. They yeah. were over three grand. What? Yeah. They're very, if you go to an audiologist and you get uh, the current technology of hearing aids, odds are you're going to be paying over $3,000 for a set. That's a lot of money. Now, I didn't know that in the past. All. In the past couple of years, legislation has been passed that allows you, to, well, it frees you up. You, you can actually buy hearing aids over the counter now. So you don't have to go to a, an audio professional, you know, a hearing professional and have your hear, hearing tested. You can actually do that online. You just put on some headphones and you, you know, you set your volume and follow the instructions and it'll tell you where your hearing loss is and tell you whether or not you should seek, you know, getting hearing, uh, hearing aids. Right. But they're expensive. They're very expensive. Wow. Um, but I, you know, I find myself turning to Jane, what did he just say? And she'll say, I, I don't know. And so it's not just me, you know? So I, I know it's not just me. It's because the mix is crazy. There's too much other stuff going on. There's, you know, the, the, the dialogue is not out front enough to understand because right. of the way it was mixed. And a lot of times they mix things for the theater and the theater sound system and your home sound system are completely different. Right. And so when you listen to you listen to the audio at home, there are going to be things you are not going to hear because they isolate those things for the speakers in the center in the in the theater, but it doesn't translate well to your home viewing, especially if it's been processed and compressed for television. You know. Wow. Yeah. That's just I I knew there were a lot of different things with that, yeah. but you know, it's just one of those things you don't really think about until you have to. And then it's like now when you're watching TV and you realize, wait a minute, it's not quite synced up, you know, mm. it's a little bit off. Yeah. That, that's because Man. of digital TV. I mean, yep. it's the sound it's in the crazy. picture getting there at different times. It's the kind of weird sometimes, but mm. just <laughs> three grand for hearing aids. Oh, that's smoke. a lot. I just didn't know it was that much. Yeah. I really didn't. Yeah. Well, you can, uh, you well, can find workable hearing aids for a hundred under a hundred bucks. Okay. But, but if you want, 
if you want the latest greatest technology like Bluetooth, oh, being able yeah. to answer being able to answer your phone with your hearing aids. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oh. mom's she, she'll reach over and hit a <laughs> hit a button and say yes yeah, hello and I don't hear anybody talking but she's answering them she's she's hearing the phone call in her hearing aids. Oh my word, that's crazy. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's crazy, but very cool. It is. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.